Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Church family, I am so glad to be able to be before you this morning. As you know, we have dealt with the most frustrating situation here in Texas, the power outages and and the water pipes bursting and all of the things that are unforeseen with this brutal winter storm that is not common for Texas. So when uh, the word says, you know, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm so glad that we have yet another moment to worship the Lord together. I saw this meme online and it said, I am so tired of living through historical events. If that's you, come on, come on, be a witness for me in the comments. I am so tired of living through historical moments, but the good news is we are coming out on the other side of this stronger than ever before. Uh, Listen, we are living through one historical moment after the other, but we are indeed Texas strong. And more importantly, we are St. Luke strong and we are going to do what God has called us to do in times like these. Because I don't know about you, but the mental toll of not knowing what's coming next. Uh, I can't only lean on the Lord for what it is that he is saying to us in this season, after season, after season. And how many of you know that God speaks the loudest in the times that we would consider to be the worst of times? There is still indeed a word from the Lord that will lift our spirits and encourage our hearts this morning. So let's dig into the word. This is our first Sunday in the Lenten season. It's a time marked in Christianity to reflect on Jesus's sacrifice and withdrawal to the wilderness before the resurrection. Ah, this being a Lenten season like none other, God has given me a word that may uh, flip our message on its head. So if you would turn with me to the book of Mark, we're going to start with the seventh chapter and I'm going to read for you verses 14 through 23 out of the message translation. So hear the word of the Lord. And it says, Jesus called the crowd together again uh and said, listen, now all of you take this to heart. It's not what you swallow that pollutes your life. It's what you vomit. That's the real pollution. When he was back home after being with the crowd, his disciples said, we don't get it. Put it in plain language. And Jesus said, are you being willfully stupid? Do you not see that what you swallow can't contaminate you? It doesn't enter your heart, but it enters your stomach, works its way through the intestines and is finally flushed. That took care of the dietary quibbling. 
Jesus was saying that all foods were fit to eat. He went on. It's what comes out of a person that pollutes obscenities, lusts, thefts, murders, adulteries, greed, depravity, deceptive dealings, carousing, mean looks, slander, arrogance, foolishness. All of these things are vomit from the heart. There is your source of your pollution. Let us pray. God, in times like these, we need to hear a word from you. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our title for the sermonic moment this morning is Give It Up. Uh, We have been in what feels like a never ending season. Seasons have unique characteristics in which the signs and expression of that season let us know which season we are in. The sun gets hot, the days get long, letting us know that we have reached summer. Ah, the leaves begin to fall and the ground begins to harden, indicating that fall is coming to a close and that winter is on the way. Seasons as we know them in the physical are different from region to region and from country to country. For example, we are in the midst of an unusual winter here in Texas, but our brothers and sisters in Africa are experiencing summer. The hardest thing to do is to prepare for the next season when you're standing knee deep in the season that comes before it. Ah, season that may have outstayed its welcome. Or perhaps it's a season of winter that we're experiencing here in Texas that is so unreasonably cold for this region uh, that we live in unrelenting conditions that we can't plan for the next season. It's hard enough to deal Uh, to be actively addressing the issues of this season, the ones uh, that presents itself in this season to clear our heads in a way to prepare for the season that is before us. It is hard to hold on to the promise that another season is mandated to make an appearance with dealing with the issues that has presented itself in this season. How about a season of crisis? It used to be that we could address a crisis with a continuum of care. And now before we reach recovery and thriving after one crisis, here comes another one after another one after another one. The blessing is that seasons, whether they be physical or spiritual, whether you're dealing with the seasonal elements or a national crisis, they are not permanent. Come on in and type. They are not permanent. The only thing that is permanent is God's promise. Uh Uh-huh. His promise to us is written in Ecclesiastes three verse one says in the NIV, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Aren't we thankful for this? What we have just faced 
is a season. Oh, no, not just this year, not just last year, uh, but the cyclical nature of the seasons that we have faced in our personal lives, in our church, on the job and everywhere we go. It is only temporary. There is a time for everything. And it's the seasons that gives us hope for things to come. So if you don't hear anything else this morning, remember that which you are going through right now, it is just a season. The week that we have just gone through uh, the residual effects of what uh, the winter has done to our homes and our churches. It's just a season. And we are thankful that God has kept us through this season, each and every single crisis that we have faced in the recent months, though it may feel like one continuous, never ending season. God is reminding us that in this Lenten season on this Sunday, in the midst of yet another crisis within a short time span, that the things we experience in life. All things, every activity under the heavens comes in seasons. Ah, yes, we can look at what we don't have in this season. What has been taken away? Uh, we, uh, what has not been afforded to us? Uh, what has been stripped away uh, at the result of negligence and derelict of duty? But take a moment and look around right where you are and celebrate the season that you are in, in the midst of being cold, in the midst of there being a need, in the midst of stress and distress. The power of seasons is that it is temporary and that seasons bring about hope. There is hope. Uh, why do we hold on to summer clothes in the winter? That's uh, because we hope for a brighter day. Why? Why do we have this inclination to help others, even though we're going through our own crisis? It's because we have hope that in assisting others, we are spreading that hope. Why do we continue to seek God and lean to the father in times that we may even question why this is happening to us? Why me? Why us? Why my family? Why my church? Because there is hope that seasons are temporary. And yes, this too shall pass. Oh, the Lenten season in the Christian faith is the reminder that Jesus spent a season of 40 days in the wilderness to prepare him for the mission that the father had sent him to accomplish. It is the season of 40 days before the resurrection Sunday. And as believers, we are called to identify with his suffering, the suffering that Christ felt when he went into the Judean desert where he was without food. It's not the first time that we see the number 40 in a significant way. Uh, Moses had a season of 40 days of fasting before he received the Ten Commandments from God. In Genesis, Noah prepared for the flood that destroyed the earth that lasted for 40 days and 40 nights. The children of Israel spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness before they could enter into the promised land. 40 is significant and it demarcates the end 
end of a trial period. It's the end of a trying season. Ah, what's God going to do with these 40 days that we have been gifted in this Lenten season? If there is anything that this last season has taught us, it has made us appreciate the simple things in life that we may not have acknowledged or have taken for granted. It's why Lenten seasons pass. We would simply deprive ourselves of something that would be a simplistic expression of sacrifice in order to align ourselves with the sacrifice and suffering of Christ before he went to the cross to take on the sins of the world. We have simplified our sacrifice to suit us. We have reduced our sacrificial season uh, for fasting and praying to giving up vices like soda and caffeine and reality television, alcohol and sweets and Instagram. What one thing that this prolonged crisis season has taught us is that God is in full control. The Lenten season is one of reflection. We sacrifice in this season so that when we get to the next season, we appreciate that which we have been without. Ah, but if there's anything unique about this year in the last few months, ah, if we didn't want to sacrifice, God has saw fit that we have sacrificed and lost some things, even if we did not decide to do it on our own. It is to help us to prepare for the celebratory season of the resurrection, where we acknowledge that Jesus has died for our sins, our mistakes, and we celebrate that the Savior is risen. So even in the midst of a season where you have experienced physical loss after loss and crisis after crisis, one stressful situation after another and have coped and become high functioning anxiety ridden persons in waves of being unsure of what's to come. God is reminding us that yes, even in this season, it's only temporary and there is hope for what's to come. That even in the midst of going without, he is saying what you are intentionally giving up in this season is preparing you for the next. And as you ponder these things, he is pushing us to think beyond our usual vices this morning and beyond what we ingest and is offering us a different perspective on sacrifice this morning. Uh, let's push further into the text. Our text reminds us that it's not what we ingest that defiles the environment around us or takes us off our faith journey in this seasons. It's, it's not that we're drinking too much coffee. It's not the soda, uh, and, but rather it is what comes out of your heart. The scripture says it's, it's the vomit of our souls. It's that Oh, which is not like him. That's the pollution of our environment. That's what's taking us away from him and not hearing his voice. In other words, it's not the extra sleeve of Oreo cookies or Girl Scout cookies that you need to be reflecting on in this moment. Ah, but it's what's in you, what's in your heart 
that should cause pause for you to reflect on because that's what's causing stagnation in your faith and in your relationship with God. Our text reminds us this morning uh, that we must place the same importance on our character and our internal influences as much as we do the external appearance. Jesus is asking you in this season, do you speak with love or do you spew toxicity? Are you the classic character Eeyore where everywhere you go, you bring about, uh, you bring the excitement in the room down or do you radiate joy and light up a room every time you enter it? Are you minimizing drama or are you spreading rumors and misinformation? Jesus says, It's not what you swallow that is polluting your life and in your heart. Uh, In Mark seven, we find Jesus talking to the Pharisees, the crowd again that gathers around him, the church leaders, the hypocrites of their time that were twisting the traditions to fit in order to fit what suits them best. And Jesus had flipped the script on them and declared that there is no such thing as unclean foods. Jesus said plainly, That it is not what enters your stomach, but what enters your heart that matters the most. Ah, Let's look at verse 20 where Jesus says, it's not what comes out of a person that pollutes obscenities and lusts and thefts and murders and adulteries and greed and depravity and deceptive dealings and carousing mean looks and uh, slander and arrogance and foolishness. All of these things are vomit of the heart. There is the source of your pollution. Uh, There are some areas in our lives beyond our diet that God is trying to draw attention to. There are some things that we're going to have to give up in this season that we'll have to shed away before we enter into the next season. Uh, We can't drag the pain of disappointment into the next season. We can't accept incompetent leadership over our nation and over our state. And we must hold others accountable in this next season. We must take care of not only others, but we have to take care of ourselves as we look to the next season. There is more that you can give up besides Diet Coke in this Lenten season. So what shall we say to these things? God is calling us to give up the following in this Lenten season. So get your pens out. uh, Get ready to type your notes in and get ready to join with me in the comments. Come on. The first thing in this season that we must give up, we must give up complaining. Uh Uh-huh. Give up complaining. It's complaining your default reaction that despite what comes your way, despite that change that is on the horizon, complaining is spewing out of you. We have moments of frustration where we lament into things that may not go our way, but we have to be ever so careful that complaining is not our only recourse. Philippians 2 and 14 says, do everything without grumbling and arguing. Ah, give it up this Lenten season. The next thing that you should give up is give up comparisons. Ah, We can't get so fixated that we're comparing our lives to someone else's. Uh, We compare what success looks like 
We compare incomes and body types and possessions and family lives. Just recently, I witnessed people comparing how bad they had it to someone else's. Ah, they admonish others from expressing that they are also going through this power outage, winterized, deep freeze, Texas season. Ah, that no one else uh, can complain if they don't have it as bad as the others. The ones that had intermittent power can't complain if you didn't have no power at all. We got to give up comparison. We're, we're all going through something collectively. And if God is saying to give up anything this Lenten season, he is saying, give up comparisons. God wants us to be content no matter the circumstance, no matter what he has for us. The problem with comparison is that we may feel like our neighbor's grass is greener. Uh, but the thing that we do not know. The thing that we don't know is that their grass may be fake. Ah, so give up comparisons and be thankful for what God has done for you, even in this season. The next thing that you have to give up is give up people pleasing. Give up the notion that you have to sacrifice your thoughts and your feelings and your opinions and uh, the way that you feel out of some sense of unhealthy obligation to your job, your family, or to the opinion of others. If you can't say amen, say ouch in the comments. You are slowly suffocating the things that make you unique. You are morphing to fit the expectations of others instead of honing in on your unique gifts, abilities, skills, and talent. You have to give up people pleasing. So give it up. The next thing that you have to give up is the invalidation mindset. Give up the invalidation mindset mindset. Stop redacting someone's experiences in order to make you feel comfortable. Mm. You cannot be the poster child for denial, disapproval, dissension, refusal, rejection, veto, disagreement, opposition, or disproof. Give people the benefit of their own experiences and room for their contributions, no matter their age, no matter their race, no matter how long they've known you or how long you've known them. Show empathy and compassion towards each other and leave room for both of you to exist. Then give up neglecting self-care. If there is one thing that this season has taught us is that self-care is essential. Uh, going to the doctor's appointments and taking care of your body and your mental health is what has gotten you through this season. And if you have neglected it, I'm giving you permission to take care of yourself. 
Stop living by the mantra of all work and no play. Stop neglecting the need for a full Sabbath, grasping onto moments of certain times of day for temporary peace. But in this Lenten season, I want you to normalize having a Sabbath and saying no so that the people around you do not come bother you uh, during your Sabbath moments. Listen, God created the heavens and the earth and all that's within, within six days, but on the seventh day he rested. So take joy in self-care, do what you can to bring you peace, make space in your life to do the things that you enjoy and replenish you. You are no good to your family and your friends. If you are not taking care of yourself, what good is it to build up your family, to build up your friends and you yourself are breaking down in exhaustion. I'm giving you permission to take up self care, give up neglecting yourself these next 40 days. And then I want you to give up anxiety and worry. Give up the panic that comes from not trusting God in every season. Can't just trust God when things look good. You can't just trust God when things are going your way. You have to trust God in every season. God is good in season and out of season. God has been the God of your past, the present, and he will be the God of your future. And if God has not been faithful uh, to you, uh, listen, if you have, if God has been faithful to you in your past, God will be faithful to you in your future. Give up anxiety and worry and cast all your cares upon him. Because listen, Matthew 6 and 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. So God is indeed with you. Give up anxiety and worry this Lenten season. And last, give up living as if God does not exist. This one might be for you where you have been walking around like Pastor Craig Rochelle calls it as a practical atheist. Uh, You believe in God and we love God and we acknowledge God, but we live our life as if God does not exist. We do not consider God in all of our decisions. We we've stopped considering him in everything that we do and every decision that we make, every crisis that we face and every season that we endure. We forget that God is there. I want you to lean into God and the hope of our savior this Lenten season. Consider God, even in the little things, to be a very present help in the time of trouble. We can't walk around claiming to be a people of faith and there be no evidence of that faith that we claim to believe in. Ah, So that's the start of the list. What what, what are you going to give up? that will change what comes out of your heart. What are you going to give up? That's going to help shape your character this Lenten season. What are you going to give up that will be a witness to those who do not yet believe in him? What are you going to give up that may be hindering you from being a light for somebody else? What are you going to give up? That's going to allow you to be hope for someone who cannot find hope. He has allowed us to see another day. 
He has allowed opportunities uh, to come our way so that we can look at life a little differently. And in this Lenten season and in this COVID season and in this deep freeze season and in this economic season and in this multiple crisis season, God is calling us to align our sacrifices with Christ in a new way. God has already made the greatest sacrifice by sending his son, Jesus Christ. And now we must make the sacrifice to ensure that we continue to align ourselves with the little that he desires of us. It's time for us to rid ourselves of some situations and some characteristics and some reputations and some people that may be hindering us from flourishing and thriving in the season to come. So come on church, it's time for us to give it up. And when we do, it makes room for the blessings that God has for us on the other side. It creates room for him to bless us beyond uh, anything that we can think, dream, or imagine. It makes space for you to thrive in the next season. It allows you to bloom in a season that may not even seem like it is a season for you to bloom in. Give it up this Lenten season and watch God blow your mind mind. So church, what are you giving up this morning? What are you giving up this Lenten season? I encourage you to make your own list of the things that you need to give up this Lenten season and watch God blow your mind as he changes you by the situations and sacrifices that you give up for him in this season. If you have never given up anything during Lent, I challenge you for the next 40 days to consider the word of the Lord. It may not always be something that you got to give up for fasting. And it may not be always something that you have to give up in terms of advice or social media. Sometimes there are things about you that are in your heart that you've been dealing with that have been ingrained that God is challenging you to give up these next 40 days. Give up bad decision making, give up dating below your standard, give up uh, not coming to church on a regular basis and tap in to that which God has for you. I'm encouraging you to make your list this morning. Watch God blow your mind as you intentionally sacrifice uh, and align yourself with the sacrifice that God has given us in the Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on in. Bless God right where you are. Come on and lift up the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for this Lenten season. We thank you for your sacrifice and reminding us. Sometimes we have to step away to the wilderness and go without sometimes in order to hear God clearly, in order for us to do the work of the Lord. You may be watching this morning and you may have never given your life to Christ. What better time is it to give your life to Christ than during the Lenten season? This season is the season that we remember that Christ has died for us. We reflect on the scriptures that walk us to his sacrifice of his life on that, on that cross for us. And I'm imploring you to accept the invitation this morning and saying that, God, I am giving my life to Jesus this morning. You may be saying, Pastor, how can I do that? And it's simple. You must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord. 
I encourage you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I am sorry. I ask you now to come into my heart. I believe that you were born. I believe that you died. And I believe that you rose and are coming again. Enter into my heart now so that whenever anybody asks, I'll be able to declare that I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, come on and let us know in the comments or send us an email at info at stlukegarland.org and we'll be able to walk this Christian walk out with you and come alongside with you and explain to you what salvation is in depth. Or you may be watching this morning and you have decided to join our church family. We would love to have you. We would love for you to be a part of this body of believers. We have been waiting for you. And listen, tomorrow is not promised. And we pray that you are going go ahead and join our church this morning. Send us an email or let us know in the comments. Our email address again is info at stlukegarland.org. I pray that this message blesses you and I pray that you're encouraged to share this message with someone this week. I pray that it continues to permeate in your heart as you uh, pray with God about what you're going to sacrifice this Lenten season. Be blessed. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.